Hello and welcome to Voices. I'm Pebbles, and every week we bring you conversations with people with creative voices, fascinating stories, people inspiring others with their voice, or are using their voice to make a difference. They're the storytellers, the activists, the entertainers, creatives, and everyday people changing the world in their own way. Today, I'm talking to Boston's own Red Shades. Red Shades is a lyricist, filmmaker, and mentor. She's just been nominated for Unsigned Artist of the Year at the 2019 Boston Music Awards and will be performing at All Together Now 11 on November 9th. Here to talk about all that, as well as what makes Boston artists special, what she hopes to pass on to up-and-coming artists, and more, please welcome Red Shades. Red Shades, welcome. Thank you. It is a pleasure to meet you. It is a pleasure. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> Thank Pebbles. you. All right. I got questions all over the place. <laughs> but what I usually like to start with is asking people about where they grew, grew up. So you were born and raised in Boston. Um, tell me a little bit about how Boston influenced and shaped you as a person and as an artist. Uh, you know what? Growing up, my dad was in a, a music group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was rapping. And so I was always there like for the studio sessions. And he's what you would call like a thoroughbred Bostonian mm-hmm. um, from Mission Hill. <laughs> um, so that's where I originally grew up. Ended up moving and stuff all over the place. But uh, just sort of seeing the culture of Roxbury um, and then Dorchester, High Park, pretty much all the neighborhoods, it pretty much shaped me. Because um, I think as far as musically, when I'm on some of my hard-hitting tracks, it's that East Coast like feel, that grit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also grew up down south as well. So that sort of chill and mellow music that I make sort of mm. comes from that. Okay. And then, um, you know, one side of my family is from Jamaica. So that West Indian culture sort All of right. in there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I'd say Boston, you know, we're a melting pot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, it definitely shaped me into who I am today, just how I approach things, my business acumen. Um, I'm not afraid to, like, speak up for myself. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. And you kind of do it all in your in your business as an artist. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> fortunately and unfortunately. But, but you know, we're working there. We're growing. And, and that's um, always a good thing. Self-funded and pretty much sending all the emails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists are doing that. And, and it seems like it's it. I know it's tough, but it's also good because you have control over uh, over your your art. And that's what I love. I have actually um, an issue with giving someone else control. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I do everything because I need uh, the creative control and like ownership. Um, and, and although it is like challenging to do everything yourself, it is very rewarding when you start seeing results. Mm-hmm. So that's something I can say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned uh, your father was part of uh, part of a group. What are the most important lessons that you learned uh, from him about the business? Delayed gratification. Okay. I learned um, he always, even till this day, still tells me, like, just wait. You know, it'll when it's your time, it's your time. Um, mm. Things will come to fruition. A lot of people are after instant gratification, and it doesn't really um, resonate with you the same because, you, you know, you're doing everything microwavable, fast, fast, fast. Mm. Um, and he's always a person that pushed longevity. Um, and he was like, you know, you'll be one of those artists that'll be around for time and time again so just you know have patience because uh, sometimes you know being an independent artist it can get mm. really frustrating mm-hmm. um, so I think that's one of the main things I learned from him mm. what do you think uh, makes Boston artists special and unique 
Because there's so many, there's not like one particular sound here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many different kind of artists. I've met like eclectic artists that do like electronic music. There's, you know, rappers, but even with within that, there's subgenres. So mm-hmm. some people do the trap music, some do all, some do like that boppy pop rap music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many different kinds of artists here and I think that's what that's what makes us special. How would you describe your sound? Oh man. Um <laughs> I would say upon first glance, first listen, it's definitely reminiscent of like old school hip hop as as far as the lyrical complexity, mm-hmm. but the musically and sonically it's very modern and current. I like um like hard 808s. Mm-hmm. I like my melodies um, to be a certain way. I sort of like that, like, I don't know, psychedelic music type thing um, or like the hard, gritty, like, okay, this is about to be a banger. She's about <laughs> to cut some heads off type music. But um, I do also dabble in EDM, dubstep, mm-hmm. um, alternative hip hop. So pretty much experimental, but I'm at my core, I'm a hip hop R&B artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you first first started, um, you know, rapping, did you were there other artists that you looked at that you said I want to sound like them, or were you like I need to figure out what my sound is? So how it originally started was my dad was my first like introduction into the mm-hmm. hip hop game. My mom had like this wide variety. Um, like a whole collection of music at our house. Mm. Reggae, 80s music, 90s music, every genre. So I was sort of like, okay, I I can take a lot of different things from different artists. But growing up, Nas was like my favorite rapper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Missy Elliott was like my favorite. Yeah, you know, her creativity. um, And a lot of people like... Rapping wise is not where I take influence from her was her songwriting capabilities. When I write my R&B, I write it like how she does her song. So like I'm the type of person that I'm listening to the riffs, Mm -hmm. the runs and the harmonies. And then I'm like, okay, let me I want to model my songs just like this. Mm. Um, So growing up, you were listening real deep to a lot of music and pulling it apart. Pulling it apart. And And that's why I like to do a lot of things behind the scenes, because I like to see how it came about as opposed to the finished product. Mm -hmm. Um, And then. For anybody that knows me out there, I'm a big, huge Aaliyah fanatic. Mm. So those will be the top three. Um, and Little Kim, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are some good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard a lot of Boston artists say that they receive more love from people outside of Boston. Have you found that to be true? Years ago, mm-hmm. that was true. But in the past three years, I have to say that's not true. The love that I receive in the city is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that do rock with red shades, like they rock super hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's to the point where I'm like, are they sure they screaming for the right person? I'm like, <laughs> y'all know who I am, right? Because I'm, I'm the, you know, one time the last couple of shows we've been doing, um, the way that they scream mm. at the show, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just taken aback but I'm truly grateful because you know this is something that a lot of us started doing out of our bedroom Mm. and to see it like reach that far it's just, you know, it's great. Right. And not only from the fans, I've noticed that there's a lot of love from artist to artist, you know, just the support there. You're finding that as well? Yes. And yeah. I'm glad you said that because depending on what era you came from in the Boston hip hop scene, your answer, you're going to hear different answers. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding where, you know, that's why I like that J. Cole released the song Middle Child because that's so, sort of how I feel. All my, you know, 
like the old hip hop heads, they're like, yeah, there's nothing to do here. There's no support. And I'm like, listen, King, mm. Queen, like, come, right. come out to the shows now. <laughs> and then, you know, the people from my generation, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's different. If you're in the scene, you'll notice how much Boston have ch- has changed. Yes. We still do need some help from like venues and other institutions. Yes. But as far as the progression, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, artist to artist, the love is crazy. I think I pretty much, I know like, 85 to 90 percent of the artists in the city mm-hmm. like on a first name basis yeah like, yeah and there are a lot that i've had on this show to talk to and you can see and that and i guess that's where i've seen it where they're shouting out a lot of other people and mm-hmm. i think that that's great that that sense of community among you all is is there yes like it's small and it's easy once you like you know step out into the scene it's easy um, to figure out who everybody is because mm-hmm. it's really small. Yeah. Well, you're uh, up for Unsigned Artist of the Year at the Boston Music <laughs> Awards. What would winning that mean to you? Um, you know what? Like, I, I'm not used to getting recognized for my work, and I definitely don't do it for the awards, but if I were to win that, it would be very reward rewarding because it's unsigned. Um, unsigned mm. represents to me, like, Hey, there's no backing behind this person. There's no machine. They're, you know, doing the best they can with what they have. And I feel like that represents me and my brand um, mm-hmm. and, and what I do. So it would mean a lot. It would yeah. be nice to take it home. Yeah. Um, you know, have some <laughs> bragging rights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Now, let's talk a little bit about hip hop and women. How do you think that hip hop has changed for women for better and for worse? Um, I feel like it's sort of returning to it's repeating itself from what it was like in the 90s where we sort of had more than one uh, female rapper out, for lack of a better term. Mm. Um, There were multiple people out like, you know, Queen Latifah, Little Kim, Lauryn Hill, Mm. um, Eve, all this type of stuff and Foxy. And then there was a period where you there was only like one or two. Mm -hmm. But now, depending on, you know, if you dig in the crates or not or where you get your music from, when I say there's like thousands of female rappers, like I'm I'm finding a new one each day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting tired. I'm like, there is (laughs) there is so many. And I love it. I love because now we have uh, more people to listen to and relate to. Um, we get to hear a different narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what do you? How do you think that you have grown as an artist over uh, the years since you started? Yeah, I think I'm getting way more comfortable with my sound now. Um, you know, trying new things and not letting like fans or or the naysayers dictate what type of music I make. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very versatile. So, like I said earlier, I, I make a lot of music in different genres and. You know, before when I was like in my teens, I was sort of scared, like, oh, should I make this type of record? Or am I am I selling out? Um, now I'm like, I don't care. Right. Like, either you play it or you Can or you get don't. rid of that term. Yeah, you know. Really? Yeah. So it's just like now I'm just like, OK, if I'm failing it, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And the people that it it's supposed to resonate with, it will. Right. Yeah. Now, what about your growth with regards to your albums, uh, Magnetic Aura and Chilling in the Shade? Where... Where do you see the growth in between those? Man, so the my debut project, Magnetic Aura, so that was a whole full-length album, mm-hmm. and then Chilling in the Shade was an EP. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't know, I do like a continuation with my music, so Chilling in the Shade stands alone by itself, but um, my upcoming album, Feel the Aura, is a continuation of Magnetic, Magnetic Aura. Aura. Okay. So from between those two projects, um, 
you know, I went through a lot and I don't like to do projects until I've experienced enough like life in, mm. in certain events. I okay. don't like to just like put music out for the say, oh, I'm dropping 10 albums this year. Nobody's <laughs> working harder than me. Um, no, I'm like, if I don't have anything to write, mm. I won't. So on Chilling in the Shade, I released that because there was a lot of like personal issues that I was dealing with that I felt like I had to get off my chest before I gave my supporters the second album, mm. which would be Feel the Aura, which, which is going to be like an emotional roller coaster like it always is there's gonna be some songs that's like tell them me go go and then there's gonna be other songs where it's like yeah <laughs> you know so that's that's just how i do it i love that how do you think um social first of all do you like social media do you like being on social media hate it um, i was about to say i could see it yeah. in your face oh, I, I hate it so here's here's the thing um i had to Within the past two years, I had to go back to the jar board and figure out what I was doing wrong and why I wasn't seeing the results that mm. I wanted. And one of the major ones is that, hey, you need to be way more active on social media. Um, I'm a very like private person. Mm -hmm. I don't like to share too much other than the music. Um, but at the same time, if you ask me something, I'm an open book. But as far as online, I'm not going to post like, yeah, just got into an argument with, right. with my significant other. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. But um, I was like, you know what? I don't post enough. Um, I'm not. There's a lot of things that I'm involved with, but nobody knows because I'm not saying anything mm -hmm. about it. So I made a vow. Um, at the top of 2018 to like be more active and show and actually tell people what I'm what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. And so once I started doing that, it proved me correctly that, yeah, this that is sort helps. of what you need to be doing. Yeah. Oh, it's a I love hate, it. hate relationship. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here. Right. I'm, on, I'm on it. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> but, I know uh, how you feel. Because yeah. being in radio, it's the same thing where I'm like, oh, God, I have two Facebook accounts. I've like. You know, Instagram, Twitter, it's just Snapchat. It's a lot. We need some interns. It's a lot. We need, <laughs> yeah, somebody that like that has the Twitter fingers that can just, yeah. you know. But see, I don't know if I'd want to turn it over to somebody else. Yeah, you're right. That control the that control, I was about either. to say. No, I wouldn't. Like, what? You said what? I would never say nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I try to use Hootsuite. Um mm -hmm. As far as for scheduled posts, like about like, hey, this is where I'm going to be on, you know, all together now, <laughs> you yeah. know. So but um, as far as the personal stuff, it is good to interact mm -hmm. with your community um, and they need to be able to put a face to the name. And so once I made myself realize that I was like, OK, I had to sort of, you know, swallow my pride and be like, mm -hmm. all right, this is what I have to do. Um, but, but people get yeah. to know you through your music. They do. That's, that's what that's what I'm saying. So like I put I give a lot of myself and put a lot of my personal things that I go through in my music. So even if you don't know much about me through my social media, if you're actually dissecting the lyrics, mm -hmm. it's all the proof is in the put. It's all right. there. Right. I tell you, I wasn't feeling good today. I'm sad. I was, you know, this happened. It's mm -hmm. all in the music. Yeah. People, I because I know people used to say that all the time about Beyonce. It's like she never does interviews. She never says anything. But it's like like li listen to her music mm -hmm. it's all there well and that's the, the thing you know thing. people want that fast fast right. that delay. is it a, is it a bop they want that instant gratification <laughs> right yeah right but it's okay because shout out to the fans that they still like it they still like listening to mm -hmm. full-length albums yep absolutely well switching gears a little bit so you're an advisor and a mentor mentor with um the hip-hop transformation program in cambridge yes so tell everyone a little bit about the program and what your role is okay so the hip-hop transformation program is a youth program based in cambridge it was founded by um the archetype and darren cordy 
And we sort of help, we provide a platform for the youth to express their like musical endeavors, whether that be, you know, learning how to DJ, making beats, uh, rapping, songwriting, mm. just everything. And, um, you know, it's no secret that the arts and hip hop in particular, it just captivates the youth. Yes. Um, you know, sports, music, that's just something that keeps their interest. Mm-hmm. So we might as well show them the proper way to do it. So right. in the program, we sort of teach them the differences between being a, a major artist that's signed um, and like an independent artist. We teach them financial literacy. Mm. And my role, so I started out volunteering back in 2016, just as like an advisor and sort of helping out on songs here and there, making it tight. But now um, this year I got signed on as the artist development um, director. Nice. So I was helping with stage presence, um, you know, songwriting still always, mm-hmm. like writing a couple R&B songs, helping them. And just, you know, preparing them. The show, we had a big, like, showcase at the end of the summer, and it was super dope. And, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you teach songwriting to someone? So, you know you know what? That's a good question because everybody's different, and it's there's no one, like, perfect way. Mm-hmm. But what we did in the program was they write for themselves, But if they're stumbling upon like a word or it's hard for them to finish a verse, that's where we'll come in and be like, all right, maybe you can say this, say it. Do you like it? Cool. We sort of give them that creative control. Like if if you want to use what I helped you with, feel free to do so. Mm -hmm. If not, at least we gave you like a sort of outline um, to finish your verse or your song. Yeah, because I think a lot of kids have a lot to say and are going through things, but maybe just don't know how to get it out. Exactly. Yeah. And those, I don't know if you heard their album, they, they made a double album. They had a lot to say mm. um, this year. And so they're, they're going through more stuff than me, honestly. Yeah. They're, they're talking about a lot. And uh, a lot of people like try to sweep it under the rug because they're like teens. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the songs, they're talking about, hey, this is what I'm going through. Right. And they're not afraid to say it. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to the youth, what are you hoping to pass? on to them knowledge some gems and just you know a lot of times I feel like when we grew up we were sort of taught that we had to be perfect Mm. and I think not only with the youth I'm trying to teach that it's okay to be flawed it's okay to not know things yet it's okay to to be um at a different part in your journey than someone else um and yeah I think I'm I'm sort of teaching everybody how to unapologetically be yourself yes Whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times people see, you know, young people succeeding by the age of 21. They're billionaires. So they feel like there's this expectation to reach that. But really. And they're discouraged. But the thing is, you are your own worst enemy by creating these unnecessary timelines. Yes. There's people that, you know, if being a millionaire is something you want to become, there's people that have become that at 62. Does it Mm -hmm. make it less valuable because this person was a millionaire at 21? What if they're broke by 25? Mm. But the one at 62 has been there, done that, and now they know how to manage their money. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's all about perspective, how I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just stop. You don't have to get married and have kids by 30 if that's not what you want to do. If you want to do it, do it. Right. But you don't have to, and you're not less of a person Mm -hmm. because of that. Oh, yeah. As someone who did that based on expectations. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I'm almost 30. I'm supposed to be married. And then it's like, mm-hmm. mm, maybe you yeah. want to travel the world. Exactly. Are you living for them or are you living for you? Absolutely. I love it. Um, one of your songs uh, was <laughs> featured on MTV's 
X, uh, X on the beach. Yes. Tell me how that happened. Um, so big shout out to Alfie. Uh, that's the producer of the track. It's called About My Business. Mm-hmm. A year ago, um, we completely like forgot about this record. Um, <laughs> he, I guess he signed to like a music library company and he reaches out to artists to sort of just do some generic songs to beats that he creates and with hopes that it gets placed, right? But there's no... In that industry, you can just never tell. Don't bank on it. Um, So he said, hey, I have this sort of alternative hip hop beat. It's not your typical style, but can you see if you can write something to it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Um, And so the the music library company loved what I came up with, but they had a few changes and they Mm -hmm. were like, we don't care what she raps about in the verses. Make sure when the chorus comes on, it's like high energy, female vocal and like, you know, gangsta or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. (laughs) I'm like, so then I, I, you know, I'm at home. I made it, I made it up on the couch and I'm like, okay, I'm about my business. I got to get it. I'm got to get it. And they were like, we love it. And I'm like, okay. So did that, forgot about it. 12 months comes by and, um, you know, I'm the one that updates my website. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to make sure that it was up to date with the articles, like all the press that I've been mentioned in. I was just making sure that I had all the latest articles on my site. Mm-hmm. So I Googled my name mm-hmm. and put, um, I don't know if people know you can do this. If you Google your name and then put past week mm-hmm. to just see anything that has generated <laughs> about you. In that past week, mm-hmm. it'll pop up, like the articles and stuff. So I'm like scrolling down, and um, it's like, oh, yeah, Red Shades MTV soundtrack, whatever. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, no, no MTV didn't call me. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm like, who? I'm like, Rush, I said, did somebody steal my name? I'm like, so then I'm like, uh, I go and click on it, and I'm reading, and it's like, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't watch X on the Beach. Mm-hmm. I do now, but like, um, so I didn't know who Devin and Marie was at the time. So they're like, Devin walks over to Marie, Red Shades about my business place during the transition. And I'm like, huh? What? So then they have the Spotify playlist and I go down and the songs on there. So I was happy about that. I'm like, ooh, um, MTV put me on their Spotify playlist. But um, it goes, yeah, season three, episode 12. I'm like, wait a minute. So I go on my TV. I find the episode. I'm fast forwarding, fast forwarding. And lo and behold, I hear the song. I almost fainted. Drop the wow. remote. <laughs> I was like, because the reason so, you know, anybody on the outside, they would, you know, be super happy about that regardless. But mm-hmm. the reason why it was a big deal for me is because getting a sync placement was my number one goal with my music. Mm. Um, a lot of artists, they aspire, you know, they want to be signed. They want to, you know, make it on to the Grammys and be on TV. Me, yeah. I'm like... I would love for nobody to know who I am, but have a bunch of music and TV shows and movies and make a, you know, a pretty lucrative income Mm -hmm. off that low key because I really don't care for the fame. Um, But it's hard to get into. So when that happened, I, I was like, hey. Alfie, I need to speak to you. We're on MTV. He said, we're on what? (laughs) (laughs) And this just happened like this month. So we're like, I'm still on a high from that. Mm -hmm. But you put (laughs) Um, it out in the universe. I put it out and it manifested. I'm like, oh, man. So let's get some more. (laughs) Yes, I know. I love that. Well, you're performing um, with All Together Now, November 9th at the uh, Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain. So I'm always curious. Tell me what it's like for you when you get out there on the stage. Because it's probably probably different for every artist what's it like for you it is um for people that follow me on social media they know i 
am scared, mm. like shaking in my boots to perform. I have social anxiety, so mm. when um, I'm always excited about a show, but then the day of the show and moments right before the show, I'm like scared. I'm shaking up, and like I do this little ritual, but um. I sort of feel like a superhero because once I put my red shades on, um, I transform. I'm, I don't know. People's like, really? Girl? No, seriously. <laughs> I put the I put the red shades on and it's like I turn into this yes. completely different being. I don't know who that is, mm. honestly, when I'm up there because I get like the confidence that I don't normally have. I'm talking to the crowd. I'm demanding them to do certain stuff. And I'm just <laughs> like, like, who, who is this? Who is she? And, and that's what they are. They're like, who is that? Because then when I'm off the stage, I'm like, I, I shrivel back down like into the shy person. And they're like, but that was that's not how you are up there. I'm like, yeah, but that I have nothing to do with, you know, what you wow. saw on stage. This is me um, at Shay. Uh, but Red Shades is something completely different. You know, I'm just the vessel. <laughs> mm, I love it. Now, what about when you go into the studio? Is it different when you go into the studio than lo- when you're on yeah. stage? I yeah. love the studio. So mm-hmm. the studio, I can completely be myself. It's actually one of my favorite parts of being an artist because I love to see the engineer um, do his or hers job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing them bring like the song to life. But one thing somebody brought up to me that I find interesting is that I don't record with red shades on. Mm. I perform. I can. You will never see me performing without them. But I, I always record without the shades on. And I, now I want to record a song with the glasses right. on. And see if it makes <laughs> a difference. If it, you know, if I, got, if I get better or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's something interesting that somebody brought up. Wow. Hmm. So all together now, um, events that are making space for women and people of color and queer performers, how important are these spaces to you? It's very um, important to me because I I like to think that I speak for those that go unheard, um, underrepresented, misrepresented. A lot of people speak on things that they don't know about. And just because, you know, their experience might be, you know, easy or no, I never had to deal with that. You don't know somebody else's experience and their story. And a lot of times people don't speak up about certain issues because they feel like they don't have a space. Mm -hmm. So um, big shout out to Anna Ray for creating a space um, for people to be themselves and to feel free. And to just express, it's a, it's all about expression, whatever form of art it is. That's why I'm so happy it's a multidisciplinary show mm-hmm. because you're going to get photography, hip hop, rock, you know, everything, multimedia. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that something like this is happening. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, your Facebook page says that, <clears throat> excuse me, this is going to be one of your most personal performances yet and your last performance for a while. So what should we expect? <sighs> So I'm mad animated. So like, <laughs> so um, I'm probably I'm, and I, I didn't even talk to my shout out to DJ Troy Frost. She's sitting over here. Yes. I didn't even talk to her about it yet. But I want a lot of sound effects. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get really like theatrical with this performance mm-hmm. because um, for those that don't know, I tailor every show um, according to the venue. If I mm. if I figure out what kind of audience is going to be there, I try to cater it to that. Like, OK. If if this is going to be something where it's outside and, you know, people are going to want to hear uppity music and maybe one few personal tracks. Cool. We'll do that. But something as intimate as the Midway Cafe, I know that I can really take like opportunity to, you know, do some of my personal songs mm-hmm. um, and, and let people really um, 
you know, dig into who Red Shades is as an artist, as an individual. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get real animated with this show. Nice. <laughs> and then are you going to take a little bit of break? A little yeah, break? Pebbles, I'm tired, man. You know, <laughs> I've been, I don't know, like, if anybody knows. I've been performing all year mm. long. Uh, my DJ and I, we just been... Cause DJ Troy Frost does events outside of me and with me, mm-hmm. and every so I'm like, okay, boom. Then I'm like, we got another one, we got another one. You know, she doesn't even know we got dates for t- 2020. I didn't even tell her about. I didn't even get to ask her yet because that's how quick things are happening. But right. how we mentioned before, because I'm like so hands on in all aspects of my career, it gets a little draining. Um, so I just want to take time to rejuvenate, mm-hmm. you know, create new content um, and and give you guys the best version of myself that I possibly can. And with that, um, I have to get rest. And that's why I made the song self-care. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. you know, practice yeah. what you preach. Yep. So what are you hoping for in the future for yourself, personally, professionally, whatever? Um, I'm hoping to provide... Uh, a lot of like artist knowledge to uh, my peers. I, I'm realizing because I, I do a little bit of life coaching and artist consultant um, work, and I'm noticing that they they're not aware of the resources that are available to them. And I want to make sure that I spread that knowledge more. I want my community to know that there are you know grants out here for us, spaces here for us, and um, you know whatever else comes about in those coming years. And I sort of want to help people jumpstart their careers because I've been there, done that. I failed so many times that now today I can say, okay, this is what may work for you. This might not work. Um, I also hope to make a living off of my craft um, and not have to work, you know, Mm -hmm. a full time job. Mm -hmm. I just I would love to tour, go home. Um, and still, you know, work with the youth and stuff. All right. Sounds great. So uh, where can people get more information on you and the upcoming show all together now? All right, everybody. You can follow me everywhere on every social media site. (laughs) That she loves so much. (laughs) That I love. (laughs) At Red Shades One, and that's R-E-D-S-H-A-Y-D-E-Z, the number one. And you can check out and track all of my shows on my website, and that's chillinintheshade.com, no G. Holla. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure to meet you. It's been a pleasure to meet you. It's an honor. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And again, you can check out Red Shades at All Together Now 11, November 9th at the Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain. And for all the info, go to altogetherbos.com. And for more information on Red Shades, go to chillinnogintheshade.com. Special thanks to our Voices producer, Leroy Urban, for all of his hard work on the show each and every week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week on Voices.